Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Hardy Realty Show, and we broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio, and we're joined today on the big podcast by Michelle Cochran from Hardy Realty. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. What's going on? Oh, <laughs> busy, busy fall. You know, all the events around town, um, real estate is drastically changing as it has been for the past couple of years. So it's an ever-evolving process. Yeah. And our guests on uh, the show today are representing the Davies Shelter. We've got Blake Dean and Josh Mellencamp. Mollencamp. I was just talking about, <laughs> I was going to screw that up earlier. Hi, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, I always do a little shout out to Hardy because um, on this podcast, we really don't use it for them to buy and sell houses. That We showcase their connectivity to the community and nonprofits and their involvement with you guys. But for those who may not know, uh, and who wants to take this, the Davies Shelter. What is it? How did it start? What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Davies Shelter, we're actually going to be celebrating um, our, our 20th anniversary next year. Um, the Davy Shelter, we really do so much. Uh, we have a, um, both a men's and a women's house, women and children's house, where we uh, are able to house our neighbors experiencing homelessness. Um, we've got 16 beds uh, for the men, and then we've got eight beds for single women and, and four beds for uh, women with children over there. And um, we also have a farm bus. Blake, do you want to? talk about this our farm, farm program a little bit. yeah sure so we um the primary work we do is obviously in the name it's sheltering but we also want to help um both alleviate the needs of our neighbors experiencing homelessness and be a part of preventing homelessness in the first place so we have um a farm and a garden where we grow um local healthy food um that is supported by bonner scholars from berry college volunteers across the city. And then we take it on a mobile farmer's market and we go to areas in our community, um, such as South Rome and West Rome that are experiencing really low access to healthy food. Um, and we are able to accept and double snap EBT. So if folks use their food stamps, they get their vegetables half off all the time, every time. We know that if you have limited income, you have to choose where you spend your money. And oftentimes the first thing to go is good healthy food and so we want to help be a part of the solution on that front well especially with inflation going on now there are things you know everybody's got to watch watch the dollar so what what are how did you guys get involved um, yeah i'll start i um so i graduated from barry college in 2020 i'm a, I'm a young oh, one you're just a kid <laughs> i'm just a kid and i'm grateful to be a kid working at the davy shelters i am um, because of the particular difficulties of the pandemic my the career path I thought I was going to be walking out of college onto wasn't available to me. So I got any job I could. I was working virtually and I um, got in contact with the Davy Shelters and was like, I'm going to go crazy if I just sit at home on a laptop 40 hours a week. Let me do something. So for a year, I was at our women's house on Wednesday nights and I was cleaning toilets. I was finding um, housing opportunities. I was cooking dinners. I was, I was doing whatever. And then um, the position I now hold cropped up um, after a year of being invested in the this program and learning about the good it's doing in the community and the way that people's lives are being transformed. Um, and then I got hired on um, about a year and a half ago. Josh? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> it, 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 I started, um, I, I moved to Georgia about um, 
what was it in 2015? And I, where are you from? I'm from originally from Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me, me and my family, I've got a wife and two daughters and, um, we moved here, uh, like I said, in 2015 and, um, my wife got a job. She's uh, a librarian and she's got that good County job. So it's got the insurance and that sort of thing. So I got the chance to become a stay at home dad and our daughters were very young. And, um, but we, for a little bit of extra income, I started delivering newspapers at night. Um, and so, Delivering newspapers, I would encounter, um, you know, people experiencing homelessness uh, when I'd stop and get a coffee or a gas, you know, uh, fill up the tank. And um, and I got to know them, um, you know, personally and, you know, first name basis. And they'd say, hey, what's going on, Josh, and stuff like that. And really just getting to know them, uh, these folks personally really kind of like um, became something that um, I, I had a heart and passion for. And I started to say, well, like, what can I do in my free time to volunteer and be part of, you know, help, helping folks and helping the situation. And, and, um, I, I, you know, took a, got involved in different organizations, doing some volunteer work and different things like that. And eventually decided, um, I, you know, I wanted to be someone who, who knew a little bit more. So I went to, um, graduate school over, at, uh, university of West Georgia, um, to pursue a degree in, and which I'm still there now pursuing a degree in, um, counseling um to be a therapist and while i was there i met our case manager alex callahan he's our senior case manager here at the davy shelter and he's like well there's a job opening for a, a weekend manager over at the men's house so i can be on stat you know so i'd work um two days a week you know all day overnight as a manager for um uh, at the men's house working with the guests there um and i did that for about a year before moving into this position as development manager Okay, so you're from Kansas. Are you, you went to Barry, but are you from here? I am not. I'm from right outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, in Ringgold, Georgia. Oh, everybody, we know where Ringgold is. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, so you came here for college? I did, and, and I have not left. And no plans to. Sounds like sounds like you love it. It is a really special place. Yeah. Um, um, well, that's good. It's I, that's one of the things I like touching base with is who's from here and who's not because mm-hmm. Rome has grown over the years, and yeah. you know you get. You know, small town, I see people that I went to school with, but yeah. then there's also people that came from Kansas, yeah. you know? <laughs> the land of Dorothy and, <laughs> and and the Jayhawks and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wildcats. It's, it's the Wildcats for me. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, 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 no. College, yeah. I understand college rivalries. This is the Southeast. Yeah, it's, it's important, folks. <laughs> um, and so, Michelle, you're you're on the board. So what, what attracted you? How did you get involved? Um, I actually got involved with really just hitting it off with Devin. When Devin Smith was here, um, we just kind of connected and hit it off. And she said, you know, our personalities were just very similar. And she said, you know, I feel like you would be somebody to come on board with us. And so ever since then, I've been on for, gosh, a minute, four and a half years, I guess I've been on. How long? Four and a half years, I think. Um, So I've moved to the advisory board at this point just because of so much going on with my schedule and trying to get to meetings, but, um, <laughs> well, that happens. Yeah. You've got to, uh, we were, we were joking beforehand. Not only do you do the real estate thing, but you do the, the storage facility, the name of which is the storage hound, the storage hound. Okay. So yeah, a lot going on, but community involvement is important Absolutely. to you. And, but also, also to Hardy in general, could you talk about how involved Absolutely. Hardy is? Hardy really just, um, everybody there is a, you know, we, we all see ourselves as a big family and we all really, um, care about our community and, you know, just really want to be involved and be a part of the community, not just, you know, we can 
show give money all you wanted to, but being actively involved and getting out there and and um, you know the homeless shelter is a big part of of housing. I mean that's you know yeah. part of Hardy is housing and making it available to everybody and helping in any way we can. And I was going to say, I think that that's what's so remarkable about Rome in particular and mm-hmm. Hardy even more specifically is there is a a community not just of care, but of generosity. And I think that that's what is, while well, you were like, this is such a special place to be. And that's why I think people stay. I think that's why Barry students stay. I think that's why people come here is because there is an ethos of generosity. And to see a realtor company, not just... Um, not just put their name on things for the publicity, but really be a part of um, making Rome a more welcome place to be, I think is pretty spectacular. And it's hard to see how unique it is when you're in the middle of it. Um, but I think it's unique. Well, that's very, very well said. Yeah. Cause they all actually have a program called Hardy helps. Right. right. And, and cause you, you touch a lot of things in the community. I went to your guys' website um, and there was one page on there with some statistical data um, and, but there was one phrase that caught my eye and it's like, and I'm going to forget the number so people can go to the website, but there's a percentage of people who are one little family emergency away from homelessness mm-hmm. because of it affects their, their wallet. You know, one, can y'all talk about it as a, just a, a problem that exists, sure. uh, how close lots of families could be to needing some help. Totally. I'll, I'll paint in broad brushes and then I'd love for Josh to talk about his experience working with guests as mm-hmm. our night and weekend manager. Um, and, and, that, and, and, and you use the term guests. Yeah, we yeah. use yeah. the term guests and that's important to us. That website is davyshelter.com. Um, <laughs> but we use the term guests and I think that this, um, thank you for calling that out. That's important. We want um, being unhoused or being um, in a economically and socially vulnerable position as many of our guests find themselves in we think that the first step in restoration is being welcomed into community being welcomed into a new place so as we have so many neighbors who are one emergency one financial or family emergency away from um, being in a place of desperate need um, we want to be able to speak about both the people that are in our program as well as our neighbors who are not in our program but may eventually be in our program with the dignity that they have, which is why we use that language um, in every community. And in our community is no exception. And you mentioned inflation. It's only the, the, the wheels don't stop turning um, with the barriers that um, our neighbors experiencing poverty have um, to kind of stability. And so if you um, don't have family resources, if you, um, don't have stable income, if you don't have transportation to get to employment that is going to um, allow you to kind of create and cultivate some of that stability, um, those are all barriers to being able to kind of maybe the way that we are able to shield ourselves from disastrous effects of a broken leg or a accident or um, or a situation at a home. And um, And I think that it's important to remember too that it's not just maybe the situation they find themselves in, but it's also the the barriers they have to the other levels of support um, that that maybe you and I would find ourselves to be able to have. Right. Yeah. He wanted you to go into some more specifics. Yeah. Um. You, you know. I, I like. Um. 
one of the things we focus on is understanding that there's um, barriers uh, as well um, that, you know, that, that prevent people from finding that stability. Um, and, you know, one of the things I like to, ways I like to talk about this is also to um, say that like, if, if someone's experiencing homelessness, there's probably a lot of things that have happened before to get them to that point. Um, and so many people are on that edge, that, that one thing away from that, what, you know, from experiencing homelessness. And um, so many of the different guides uh, in my time over at the men's house um, would come into situations where I can think of one guy in particular, um, he, he had lost his job during COVID and um, he had the savings and he had the connections and different things, but there was this snowball effect that like, it was hard to say exactly when he noticed that it was, just one step away from homelessness and then that step came and um and um so many of our guys are in that position whether it's just the jobs that they have are um not enough to be able to meet the rising cost of rent and and home prices in here or um being able to find affordable housing you know these different issues that compounded and it, it really is you know i love so much um the idea of of how we talk about our neighbors is that it is like, like Michelle said, being involved, being involved in the community. It's such a, a, a something that affects not, you know, when we, when we say neighbor, it brings it home. Right. It's across the street. And it says, this is something that we may think, Oh, okay. The homeless folks over here or over there, but really they're neighbors. Okay. So what's the, what's the history of the shelter and the Davies name and all of that. Yeah. So the Davies shelter started in 2003. Um, Susan Seagraves was um, the primary actor in founding the shelter. She had some pretty significant and formative experiences that made her um, eyes aware to the need in our community for a homeless shelter. And so she gathered a board, she created a shelter and it's moved over the 20 years. We've had a couple different locations and a couple starts and stops and shifting the buildings that we're currently in. Our men's house was built in 2017 and our women's house was built in 2019. Well, that's funny. You, you, you both have used that phrase, men's house, women's house. Yeah. So separate facilities. Where, where, where are we, lo- where are they located? Yeah. Our men's house is um, right off East 18th street. Um, as you move towards South Rome and then our women's house is off of North Broad. Okay. So how many can you accommodate? I think y'all touched on that earlier, but what do you, yeah. what do you do when you're full? Mm. Well, unfortunately when we're full, we're full. And we have to say, unfortunately, you know, got no beds available right now. We direct them, um, anyone who calls to other resources, um, whether it's to, um, Salvation Army, possibly there's a bed open over there or a good neighbor up in Cartersville is another great place. Um, and, um, but yeah, for the men's house, we have 16 beds. Um, and we, all, uh, and then for the women's, we've got, uh, eight, eight beds for single women. And then we've got four, four beds reserved for women with children. Okay. So how do people, is it the same people every day? Yeah. 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 That's important to our model. So when, when you're thinking about a homeless shelter, you have a couple different, either images that pop in your head or options of the model that you can um, imagine one would be um, a bunch of cots in an open space. And the plus of that would be, we could give more people beds. The downside is we can't do individual casework in that situation. Okay. I, but our model, so we've opted um, to be um, 
a shelter where folks, when they're a part of our program, they are a part of our program till they leave our program. Folks typically stay for 90 days. So that means they come home every day to a bed they know that is theirs. And we think that's really important to stopping the cycle of homelessness Mm -hmm. because you can't do restorative work if your foundation is unstable, right? If you don't know where you're getting your meal, where you're staying that night. And so we hope that when our guests join our program, we get to offer them the stability of knowing this is where you stay for the next 90 days. That's your bed. Here's the people you're going to be working with and living with. And in that, working with a case manager on an individual basis, what are your goals? What are your resources? What are your skills? How can we move you towards stability in the way that would help you to thrive? Wow. So that's got to be incredibly satisfying when you're able to help mm. and, and, yes. and, and get them on their feet again. Uh, and, and what does that entail? Finding a steady job or just a, a good place to live? What, what is what is the what is the success story? Yeah, we would. I mean, so we would have to back up even further. Oftentimes, mm. we have to start with an ID. Oftentimes, folks are coming to us without identification. That okay. could be because a woman is fleeing domestic violence, or that could be because yeah, documentation is, uh, gets lost in um, an emergency situation. So before we can think about a job, before we can think about housing, before we can think about any other options, it's how do we get you identification? Um, the next step would be, um, what are the needs that you have immediately um, and holistically? So we're going to start working towards employment. What what are the things that are available? Both of our shelters are on the bus line intentionally so that our guests have access to the bus line. Um, but then we're also going to... Um, send our folks to Highland Rivers to get um, a health assessment and a mental health assessment to kind of, so we know kind of what we're working with and then connect with resources in town that can also provide maybe recovery services or a part of our program we didn't get to touch on earlier was we have in-house counseling. We have a licensed associate professional counselor um, on staff with us and he is able to provide up to 14 guests one-on-one counseling a week. And we think because we know trauma and homelessness are intertwined um, we know that that's important work as much as getting a job and getting housing and moving forward because we want to break the cycle of homelessness, not just um, address some of the like symptoms. So what do you guys, what do you need from the community? Dollars? Don't, yeah, volunteers? What do you need? There's, there, yeah. Um, there, there are so many different ways that people can help. Um, you know, Dollars, of course, is 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 the way that people can help. But also, um, there's so many uh, different ways that community members can get engaged with the work itself. Um, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities, uh, like different things on the farm bus. Different uh, groups will come out um, to help clean, uh, help uh, um, help uh, work with you know the landscaping, keeping the lawn mowed. You don't think about uh, all these simple things that uh, have to be done to help maintain the property and keep things nice. One of the guys uh, at, at the men's house and the women's house also do this, that they all have to have their individual chores. We like to say that you have a nice place to come home to because the people before you kept it nice. And so we're going to keep help engage them with a pattern of, of uh, respect and generosity to their future guests and the future guests as well. But the community can get engaged in volunteer opportunities for the different uh, cleaning. There's a meal train that we do. Um, so guests can, um, so volunteers can cook a meal, um, you know, uh, for our guests. They sign up for a one day a month, you know, whether it's, you know, one day a week, anything like that. Um, and then, of course, um, volunteering for the different events and different things that we do. Do you do fundraisers? 
We do do fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And? That is an amazing segue. Thank you so much. You're good at your job. Um, we have oh, one, But I asked it like I did not know. You did, and I called you out. So we do. We have a fundraiser coming up. Um, we're doing a benefit concert with a Kindred Fire, which is a great local band, um, and even better people. They're talented, but they're even nicer than they are talented, which is the best. And they are doing a benefit concert for us on October 15th at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing it at the Labyrinth of Rome, which is over by Jackson Hill. And people can get tickets at davyshelter.com slash kindred. So, Michelle, um, talk a little bit about how quality of life is so important to the community. and, and But having places like this you know, help the community at, at large. Uh, from your perspective as a realtor. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to say, um, as a board member, I've seen some of the statistics for folks coming in and going out of the Davies. And it's amazing, as you see, and as I've talked about their case plans and how they work through those case plans, the very small, minuscule amount of folks that come back to the program. Mm -hmm. So they're setting them up for success. So they're, for the most part, they're not seeing them again. Because they've set them up and they've really, you know, got them on the right path where they've got those um, just people in place that can help them and really see that they have a good future ahead. And they're, you know, they're getting back on their feet and really going out a better person, able to help themselves and seek out things that they need. Um, As far as the community, I really see how this is, like I said, I mean, that kind of tells you it's putting these folks out so that they know they see the community come in to help them so they're seeing you know how the community helps and in, is involved um, with the shelter a lot of them come back and and volunteer themselves after being there um, how do your guests get to know about you how do they how do they first reach out to you mm-hmm. um, how they first reach out to us is by phone call yeah. um, how they find out about us can be varied it can be from we have really great relationships with all the other amazing resources in town so if somebody shows up at salvation army and they're full they're going to send them our way if somebody shows up at living proof and needs a place to stay they're going to send them our way so that's probably the main way that folks hear about us but also if you're in a desperate situation and you're googling homeless shelter in rome georgia you're going to stumble on our website when folks come to our website you may have seen it there's a red bar at the top that says click here if you need shelter and it gives them a step-by-step this is the number you call for this program, this is the number you call if you're for coming in for this program. Um, and that's how folks get in touch with us. Well, to her point, to Michelle's point, uh, that's got to be very satisfying to know that you have very few statistically that need to come back, that the work you do yeah. uh, helps. I think you use the word stability or stability. something to, to, cre- to create a, a stable situation where it can be managed. So I would imagine that's incredibly fulfilling to know that. Yeah. One of the things that um, uh, I really like, like like a focus on the stability, the benefits of that is like um, you, you can't um, I like to think of it in terms of uh, it's hard to grow something on a need. It's hard to, if if all you have is need, if you, let's say um, um, if, if I have a weak heart, uh, that's not really a good basis to, build my life on around I've got a weak heart, but if I've got strength, if I've got some stability, I can find more stability out of that. So it's like an idea of like taking what's, what's stable in our lives and, and building off of that. Um, for our neighbors experiencing homelessness, um, what is unstable is their housing situation in a lot of times. And then all the different barriers we've discussed in this time. 
Um, so, but they also have so many strengths, whether it's their, whether their job history or anything like that. So what it, a lot of times what we do is, or, or our case managers, um, Alex Callahan, our senior case manager over at Men's House, I've, I've, um, uh, he, what they do is they'll, they'll come alongside, uh, the, our neighbors experiencing homelessness and, and they'll say, okay, here's the stability of this place that we're, we're offering you here. And now we're going to find your other strengths and we're going to help pair those together and we're going to help you grow something better in your life here. Well, and also just statistically what's, and societally, I guess I'm going into some, some big picture issues here, but obviously some of it's going to be circumstantial. It's Mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to be economic. Um, but some, I would imagine there's, there's drug use issues. I would also imagine there's perhaps some mental illness issues. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you take on that? Yeah. I think it's important to say first we're, um, we operate under a housing first model. So what that means is you come to us, however you come to us, as long as you are not a danger to yourself or others. Um, and then we start wherever you are. Um, and so there our guests come from, I like how you said that there's so many different, absolutely. Of course, quote unquote reasons or, um, situations that our guests find themselves in. Um, and we also, so if we're dealing with substance misuse, we know that we don't have the internal capacity to meet all of those needs, but we also know we live in a really remarkable community. So we're going to say, all right, we're going to work with you on your case plan in our shelter. We're going to work getting the resources you need, but we're also going to ask that you're going to go to living proof, which is an amazing recovery. So that's your connectivity to other organizations. Correct. Um, mental health. We over 60% of our guests come to us with a mental health diagnosis and more receive mental health diagnoses after they receive um, like a screening at Highland Rivers. So we've noticed that that is a pretty significant and consistent through line in the guests at our shelter, which is why we have, um, we actually are just cresting a year of having an in-house counseling program because gratefully our director of operations just received his licensure last year. And um, there are other organizations that are providing counseling, but we found that our guests because of the great need for that service our guests couldn't get in more than once a month at other places so to provide it in-house gives them a way to go weekly while they're staying with us for those 90 days to do some of the work to work through some trauma to get some resources Um, but i would say mostly to answer your question on that front it's community partnerships we don't operate in a silo we can't operate by ourselves and we are under no illusion that we offer all the services our guests needs. Yeah. That's uh, I just, there's so many different circumstances yeah. that, mm-hmm. that people can walk in your door. Exactly um, I'm just curious. So you, I liked how you phrased it. You take them as they come to you or whatever, yeah. How, yeah. something like that. Um, well, let's kind of get, you know, final thoughts here. And uh, what, what do you need from the, our listeners? What do you need? Yeah. Thank you for asking. That's a great question. I'd love to tell you. Um, Well, first of all, go ahead and get those tickets for Kindred Fire, the benefit concert, if you're able to join us. If you um, have not been engaged in the Davy Shelter and want to, that's a great place to be engaged because you're going to be around staff and board members who not only we can have a good time together, but we can also talk about the work we're doing and answer your questions. Um, Second, we have a monthly giving um, program. This can be as little as $15 a month. We call these our neighbor societies. Um, this, these are people who give to us every month and that helps us set a budget that helps us know the oh, income. Gosh, yes. As a mm-hmm. nonprofit to be able to count on something. Yes. Yeah. And, and because we know giving goes up and down depending on the time of year. So to have income that we can say, we know that we're getting X amount of dollars every month allows us to meet the tangible needs of our guests in really real and substantial ways. Um, 
But if you don't want to give monthly and you want to give just one time, we'll take that too. Um, and then the yeah. third way would be um, if maybe you're not in a financial place to be able to give, but you want to do something, go to our website. Um, there's a tab at the top that says get involved and it'll give you a list of ways to volunteer, to make a meal, some donation items that maybe we need. And that's a great way to kind of start and to learn about the program and start getting engaged did. with that's us. That's what you did. That's exactly what I did. And it was transformative. That's what yeah, you did. hundred percent. And, and like it, it, thinking about uh, just, again, we've got the different avenues that uh, ways that you can give and be part of our success here. You go back to the idea of stability that we, that what we, what we do here is, is not just housing. It's not just case planning. What our purpose of this is to help our neighbors experiencing homelessness, find that stability and like I mentioned before, like it takes in order to 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 build stability, you have to have some semblance of stability to 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 build from. And and at the shelters, that's what we try to give that is saying like here we're build off of this stability for us. And and you as community members, your listeners, all this, uh, everyone can get involved in helping us provide that foundational stability. Whether it is giving a meal, whether it is helping on the farm bus, or whether you know, and especially the the recurring donation that gives us the foundation to give others the foundation to move toward that stability. Do we know a number for our area? Yeah, we know your bed number, but mm. what's what's the how bad is the problem here? Mm. So mm. every other year, um, COVID kind of threw off the timeline a little bit, yeah. but the state sanctions was known as the point in time count. So that means on a night in, this year it was February, it's typically January, um, organizations across the state of Georgia are um, are sending out volunteers to collect data on that very question. We did that this year. Um, and because of numerous issues we had, um, we had a week to collect data because of COVID. They extended mm-hmm. some of that. Um, and our numbers sit still at around 150 on any given night in our community. In Rome Floyd. In yeah. Floyd County. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, just help, helps offer a little bit of perspective. Um, okay. Uh, Final thoughts, contact information, website, uh, how can people connect? Uh, website again is? Website is DaveyShelter.com, and you can like us on Facebook at the Davy Shelters, or you can follow us on Instagram at the Davy Shelters. Are you guys TikToking? We are not TikToking. <laughs> we are not TikToking. Um, Listen to me trying to sound hip with the, I love it. No, with you, the, with the Insta chat snap books. And you all you that. played it off incredibly well. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, so follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. That's the best way to keep up to date, not only with what's going on, but also we like to share what our guests are up to. Like what we had a guest this week that secured an apartment and that may sound like a really small thing, but for a guest that entered our shelter with nowhere to stay to know that he has somewhere that he can call his own is literally why we do what we do. Life changing. And I also want to say um, that your support helps our guests thrive. um, And that's why we ask for it. But our guests are the ones doing the hard work. We like to support them and we, offer them everything that they need, but we have members of our community that come into our shelters and who come out the other side with housing and a job and a future because of the hard work that they do. Well said. Michelle, final thoughts from Hardy Realty? Absolutely. Um, Reach out to us. We'll be glad to answer any questions you have about the real estate market. I know it's a changing changing event. Um, We're trying our best to keep on top of the latest news and the latest changes. Um, like I said, read it out to us. We'll be glad to try and answer any questions we can and help you find a home or sell a home. 
Well, and thank uh, thank Hardy for your support of this podcast, but also your support of uh, a lot of the community nonprofits and. I know you guys expressed Thank you your so thanks much. earlier, but uh, anyway, this has been great. Thank you so much for being here. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios in downtown Rome on Broad Street, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.